Hi everyone, welcome to episode 12 of the Wild Gravity Travel Cast. My name is Jim, and we I am uh, alone on the show today, but bringing you some of the updates. I realized that we didn't have a show last Sunday. Um, things got a little bit busy getting home late from a fun weekend excursion Brent and I took meeting up with Brian, who you've all heard on the show before. And again, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, please go back and listen to those as both of them provide great insights on the parks and beyond. So we are on today's episode, we're just going to talk a little bit about, or I'm just going to talk a little bit about the news, the latest news, not a whole lot really target wise to go over. Um, and then we will get into a couple I'll talk about our couple trips that uh, we took the past this past weekend and the weekend before when we missed out on recording an episode. So we are going to break into the news first. Um, first big thing, Tigris at Bush Gardens Tampa is going to open 419. That's April 19th. That's not far away in at all, literally less than two weeks now. Um, today is April 7th as of this recording. So we're literally like a week and a, a week and some, a couple days away, a uh, week and about five days away. So almost two weeks, I guess. Um, but Tigris will be opening. And of course, that is the Premier Skyrocket 2 at Bush Gardens, Tampa. Of course, everybody is flaunting and fanning over the new RMC, taking over Gwazi, um, seeing several construction updates. Sadly, the people providing construction updates don't really have a whole lot of integrity, um, in my opinion. That's just my personal opinion, so we'll go from there. We will be sharing and have shared the updates that Bush Gardens shares with us publicly. Um, we don't really have anybody there taking pictures and constant coverage of it. So sadly, we won't be having a lot of construction coverage on the Gwazi RMC. Uh, just know that if you look at a couple certain people's pages, the construction updates that you see and click on, you're supporting a trespasser and probably even a worse person than that in another website that loves to tour Central Florida. Um, moving on, uh, exciting news out of Hershey Park this weekend. We saw All American Thrills, pretty good website, uh, share some pictures of footers um, for what is presumed to be the 2020 coaster. And that is taking place that construction is already taking place on the new entrance, of course, we know for Chocolate Town, uh, Hershey Park Chocolate Town. We've shared several updates on that. Really exciting new area, new concept coming to Hershey. It's really going to, I think, revitalize and uh, re-energize the entrance area of Hershey Park. Something, one of the few lackings I think that park has. It's a very underrated park, in my opinion. And if you haven't been to Hershey, I would say even go this year and then go next year to really take in the greatness of the park. So. That uh, the footers are for that new coaster. We expect it to be a BM. We'll keep an eye on the track plant here locally in Cincinnati uh, as the season goes along. But we have footers already, which means that track and supports could start rolling out at any moment. And uh, at the very least, the land's being developed for that all at the same time. So lots of exciting things coming out of Hershey, PA, what I like to call America's chocolate capital. Um, so last week we didn't get a chance to have a show, so we didn't get to really talk about the two media events that we had a chance to go to. Ray, 
uh, one of our correspondents got a chance to go to Sesame Street's Media Day, Sesame Street at SeaWorld Orlando. He had a blast. Uh, hat tip to the SeaWorld Orlando team, as always, for having us out for the event. Hopefully, we can get Ray on soon, maybe to talk about Sesame Street. Um, but the pictures uh, don't do it justice, according to him. Very colorful, wonderful-looking parade. Uh, I'm actually surprised just seeing the videos of the parade that he sent me, and then we shared on our YouTube page. So be sure to check that out. But uh, just a—I mean, if you had been to SeaWorld Orlando before, you don't—you won't recognize. Uh, a lot of the stuff there. They've they've put up a lot of new facades to make it look really good with Sesame Street. And then you have some of the older rides that are um, still there. The, the roller coaster obviously has been rethemed, and a couple of the other many of the other rides have been rethemed. So glad to see them keep those great Zamperla rides and the Zaire, I believe, is the coaster. So uh, Sesame looks great, though. I mean, it's just it looks really good for a project. Uh, for the new project they're opening at SeaWorld Orlando, and can't wait to see what the park is going to do next. Uh, finally, on that topic of Media Days, Michael Oliver got a chance to go out to uh, Legoland Florida, and they had us out. Legoland's always been really friendly and really great to us. Uh, I have to give them a shout-out for that. They've had us on their media list since we launched Wild Gravity Travels. Um, they were the first ones to add us, the first ones to have us out, and they've always been friendly, wonderful people, wonderful park. Um, honestly, probably the nicest service you'll get at any park in Florida. And, and that's taking Disney into account. I mean, Disney can be hit or miss with the cast members that work there. Lego has always been super friendly to us and all of the team members there do a great job. So shout out to them for that. But getting back to the Lego Movie World opening, I mean, this just just seeing pictures of this, um, the whole area is is a lot more colorful than it used to be when it was the world of Chima. And they redid the river battle. The river they made a river battle look exciting, and river battles aren't really that exciting. They've kind of been a sort of a dud in the industry uh, in most places that they've been built. Uh, take for example Dollywood that just removed theirs last year. So. We've got uh, a really nice-looking river battle, a nice little theater, um, and a new little drop tower, the Unit the Unikitties Disco Drop. Uh, really well-themed, really colorful-looking. Honestly, can't wait to go back to Florida and check out Legoland and uh, SeaWorld Orlando for those two new areas. I realize they're both kids' areas, but they look spectacular and well done. And, of course, we've got Star Wars coming up at Disney, so I'm sure that will be really uh neat to check out the next time uh, we make it down to Central Florida and the parks there. And then, of course, uh, Bush Gardens, like I said, opening up Tigris. So lots of news out of Florida there. And that's really all I have at the moment news-wise. So coming up after the break, just going to talk briefly about our trip to St. Louis. And uh, last weekend, we took a trip to St. Louis for Six Flags St. Louis and did a couple other things there. And then this weekend, just right now, um, we went to Pittsburgh to do a couple things there. So we'll be talking about that after the break. Stay tuned.
Okay, everybody, welcome back. So this uh, special edition here, we're just going to talk about our two trips. Last weekend, we went to St. Louis. This past weekend here, we went to Pittsburgh. So we're going to start off with St. Louis. We met up with Brian, who I'm sure in the coming weeks, once he gets through all of his Asia content, which he's still posting, by the way, so be sure to go check that out at Mr. Brian Orlando, O-R-L, um, on YouTube and his Asian adventures. Uh, he'll probably have some videos as well. We will, Neither of us will actually have pictures or video from St. Louis. I posted a few. It was a very rainy Saturday when we went to Six Flags. Um, it was very rainy, and then it got colder through the day. Um, but I will give kudos to the Six Flags St. Louis staff. They were very friendly. Uh, even security was very polite. Uh, in how things were done, given the park was kind of dead because of the rain. Um, everybody there that was working, other than a couple of new people that were still kind of nervously learning the ropes of things, uh, they everybody was super friendly and super attentive, uh, asking how our day was, just randomly while you're walking around the pathways, just really uh, into the park. Uh, the only disappointment we really had at Six Flags St. Louis was that the boss was closed. I've heard there is people that love the boss and people that hate the boss. Um, it's a older, not older, but it's a wooden coaster. Um, really raved about in the coaster enthusiast community. I've heard about it for several years. Um, so I was disappointed to see that closed for the whole day and not operating. But we did get on every other coaster in the park. Very small park, Six Flags St. Louis, but very nice park. Uh, with a couple great coasters hidden in there, too. Uh, this was my first time ever getting to ride a Mr. Freeze. I had missed out on the Chicago one. I have never been to Texas yet. Um, so I have never ridden um, Mr. The, one of the Mr. Freeze coasters where uh, Premier launching and all of that. And honestly was really surprised by how great the coaster was. Um, it lived up to the hype. I had watched this coaster on Travel Channel shows, older shows, uh, people raving about the coaster and, you know, always thought, oh, that's just Hollywood or that's just the show. They tell you to say positive things for the show, whether you believe it or not. And honestly, it lived up to the hype. It was a really great coaster. It was a really great experience um, at the park. The We had a chance to ride Justice League, uh, which not my first Justice League, having ridden it at Chicago and Magic Mountain. But still a great ride. Uh, the 3D was working well. The effects were all working well. It, it was just a great day at the park. Would have been a lot better if it hadn't. The weather had cooperated. But as far as Six Flags was concerned, the park was operating efficiently, nicely. The rides were nice. Um, and yeah, Pandemonium, good spinning coaster as well. And, and Mr. Freeze there, um, as far as the coasters are concerned. Also, uh, I believe it's called Screaming Eagle. Nice classic Ace Classic Plaques wooden coaster. Really, really good classic coaster. Um, really fun ride if I didn't have to close my eyes half through half of it just to avoid rain getting pelted in the face. Um, enthusiasts do a lot of crazy things for credits, and uh, we toughed out the cold and we toughed out the rain for as long as we could that day to get our credits. So again, kudos to Six Flags staff, Six Flags St. Louis. If anybody that works at the park or is around the area knows somebody that works at the park, please give them our positives from uh, doing all for giving us a great day, despite the weather, not giving us a great day. 
So also in St. Louis, the day, that next day, before we headed home, we decided to take in a couple little tourist activities. First thing we did was the day fresh tour at Anheuser-Busch. Um, and yes, kids can go on the tour. Obviously, they can't get the free beer samples. But there were several samples along the way if you like Anheuser-Busch products. Um, it was really cool to see if you like it's not really just a, a factory tour. It's more of a history and a factory tour. And I'll have a video coming up on that uh, on our YouTube page. I'm still working on cutting and editing it. Hopefully, it'll be out this week. Uh, so be on the lookout for that on our YouTube page. Uh, I have several pictures of the factory. Um, my personal experience, personal preference, uh, I like towards the end of the tour, we got to go to the bottling plant, but you do get to go to the Clydesdale stables and a couple other parts of the process. You get to see some really classic buildings um, in St. Louis and Anheuser-Busch history um, from the, the 1900s, the Prohibition times even. And you get to learn a lot of good history about Anheuser-Busch and the beer making process overall. Whether you like that product or not, I would definitely suggest that tour. Um, and it's just it's just great. I mean, if you're a beer lover, it's one of those must-dos, and I'm really glad we did it uh, while we were in St. Louis. So the next thing is pretty obvious. Uh, the only other tourist, big tourist thing that, in my opinion, to, that you have to do if you go to St. Louis and you've never been is the St. Louis Arch. And I will talk about the St. Louis Arch and say that I did like the experience. The ride to the top is a little tight. I will say I am claustrophobic. It was... It was, it was very, the capsules were very tight. Um, I've gotten better with my personal claustrophobia if you have claustrophobia. Um, but overall, there is a little window you can look out the door, um, and the ride is only three minutes. So as long as you got somebody with you, just talk to them and you'll make it to the top. So, what I will say about the St. Louis Arch experience is you definitely should pick a ride time in advance of getting there online. However, don't expect that the ride time you pick is going to be when you get on. It's pretty much from the time you pick, it's going to be 45 minutes to an hour before you get a chance to get in the capsule and get to the top. That was really my only disappointment with the St. Louis Arch. I liked the views at the top. They were worth it. Overall, I find the whole experience to be a one-and-done situation. It's one of those you have to do it because it's, a, it's kind of an American icon, if you will. Um, and it's a great view you get to look at the ballpark you get to look at the city you get to see the mississippi river but the whole experience of it taking an extra 45 minutes from your actual boarding time uh is a little ridiculous in my opinion uh, i would rather just say hey your ride time's 120 so show up at 110 or say you know you can get in line at 120 and you're going to be on the ride by 1.30, and let's skip all the pre-show and the history, given the fact that there's a whole museum, before you even make it to the line to get on the ride. Getting down was no big issue uh, for us. was a little bit pushy and, and, and kind of cramped at the top, uh, so that may kind of trigger claustrophobia, since we did discuss that a little earlier. But overall, I mean, I did like the arch, I did like the experience, but again, it just feels like a one-and-done to me. So next up, uh, this past weekend, we went to Pittsburgh. Uh, some of you may know, personally, I am a hockey fan as well. And uh, we went to the season finale of the uh, Penguins, the regular season finale for the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, my favorite team, personally. But uh, we had a chance to go to the Senator John Hines History Center. 
something uh, I would honestly recommend for people that don't even really like the city of Pittsburgh. If you just happen to be in Pittsburgh and you got a few hours uh, that you need to kill some time. And really, you'll have a lot. I I had a lot of fun there, and I think uh, you will too. So I just want to touch briefly on that. They have six floors that you can explore all sorts of different history and artifacts. If you like Heinz ketchup uh, and a lot of other things that I learned that I you know didn't even know about Pittsburgh, and you know I've been to the city a lot and had done the Science Center several times as a as a kid and a teen, but never got a chance to go to the the history center and it's just a really great experience they have like a whole floor dedicated to Heinz and the old products and shows how the company developed over the years um they have a couple they have a floor and a half basically dedicated to the Pittsburgh sports so but if you if you like football and like the history of football it is cool to there to go there and see that um whether you're a fan of the team or not they do have some cool history obviously Terry Bradshaw who was a player for the Steelers they have his jersey and some other you know, really great history uh, for sports fans. And then they have some other great exhibits too, the glass making, uh, which started out in the region before being moved to other places. And uh, just several other great exhibits. They even, for our, us uh, amusement park fans, they have the old racer car before the lap bars had to go down. You know, when you just sat in the seat, there was a seat belt and you just sat in the, the train and it went along the track um, before like the safety standards were raised a little higher. So just really cool to see some of those artifacts from different places all around from the city. Um, they had a bumper car from a defunct park. And uh, it's, it was a great experience. Uh, I love visiting Pittsburgh. There's uh, tons of great stuff to do there. Even if you're not into the sports teams, the Pittsburgh Zoo was really good. I uh, haven't been there in a long t- in a, in a while, uh, but it was a great zoo as I remember it. And the Carnegie Science Center, if you have a, have a kid, it's probably the best science center I've been to. And that is that is having been to a few science centers, um, including Cleveland and Orlando, which Orlando's is very overrated in my opinion. So um, anyway, that's uh, all that. And then, of course, we went to the Pittsburgh Penguins game for fan appreciation night. A lot of fun there, obviously. Uh for us to go to that and we are back now home and next weekend uh, might have some coverage from the Washington DC or Annapolis, Maryland, maybe Baltimore area. Not so sure about that. And then the following week after that, we will be at Kings Island for Passholder preview night on April 19th and um, Kings Island opening day on April 20th. So lots of exciting stuff coming up. Be sure to stay tuned to this podcast in future episodes. Uh, keep an eye on our website, wildgravitytravels.com, and all of our social channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, YouTube, where I'll be posting that video of the brewery tour, among other things, as we get them from the parks. Thanks again for listening, and hope you have a great April and May ahead if your park is opening in the next few weeks. Enjoy. Feel free to share some pictures with us on Twitter or Facebook. You can send them straight to us or tag us in your post uh, while gravity travels. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week ahead, everyone.